Have you ever wondered what is the best time of year to list or buy a property? This week we sit down with Saskatoon Realtor Alvi Campos as he helps explain it's not so much about the season but what's personally right for you. Hope you enjoy. This is the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, the show that highlights Saskatchewan real estate. Looking to buy your first house, your next investment property? Subscribe to never miss an episode. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Welcome back to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. My name is Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. This week, we're joined by Alvi Campo, Saskatoon realtor. And Alvi, we're going to be chatting about the best time to list, buy, sell property. So uh, first off, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate you having here. No, thank you for having me, Ron. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. And you picked a great topic that uh, a lot of people have different opinions on and uh, hopefully I can shed some light on what I think kind of makes sense and uh, give you something to think about. Let's get straight into it, Alvi. What is the best time to buy a property? You know what? If you take 10 people and you ask them that question, I think eight out of 10 are probably going to pick a season right? In Saskatchewan, um, if you talk to other agents throughout the country, they're blown away how our real estate market takes a little bit of a lull in the winter time. Um, so the most common answer that you're going to get is the spring or the summer, right? For me, I don't disagree with that answer. I think it's very accurate. But at the same time, what I think matters most is that you make the purchase based on your personal timelines and making sure that there's certain things that you achieve to be ready to buy a home or a condo or a townhouse, whatever it may be, right? The first thing that I've learned over the last 10, 15 years is that you need to be ready to be able to afford the home, right? Mm -hmm. Early on, um, when you see people and they start shopping and browsing, they see something that they love but they're not pre-approved, right? Then they get speak to a gentleman or a female like yourself, right? And they get some mortgage advice and they realize, I can't afford this home that's 600,000. I actually have to buy something that's a lot less. Um, And that's difficult, right? Especially if you started going through the process and you had somebody helping and you showed houses, your expectations and your budget don't match, right? So the main thing that I would say in terms of when's the best time to buy is the time when your finances make sense and your real estate goals align, right? So um, I'll use myself as an example. My first condo that I purchased, I kind of purchased because I had to um, beat the changing mortgage laws. I had seven days to make a decision. Uh, Could I afford it? Absolutely. I probably could afford something a little bit more expensive, um, but I bought something almost in a knee-jerk reaction. What happened to me? was that uh, I wasn't too aware of how the condo board was set up. Um, Six months later, uh, unfortunately, I had a real estate agent that was a little new in the industry, didn't know what they were doing too much. I got a a check uh, request for $10,000 because the condo board needed it, right? Um, Luckily enough, I had the money, but a lot of the people in my building didn't. So what happened is people then needed to sell, but this is when the condo market kind of took a little bit of a dip. So you're selling at a loss, right? I got lucky that I was financially stable and bought something that was within my means. But other people, um, they bought these condos thinking their value is going to go up. It doesn't. 
financially didn't make sense, right? But they bought it because it was new, it was there, it was something to do, and they didn't look at all the other variables, right? Financially, what are you trying to do? What is your goal, right? If you're looking to buy something and you're looking to flip right away, well, does a condo make sense? I would say most likely not, right? Um, so that's why I think that when you buy real estate, it really should match your goals, uh, your and, and then most importantly, your financial uh, outlook. Um, a lot of people forget that and then they get stuck into a home where they can barely afford it and then they have to look to sell and recoup. And a lot of times if you buy real estate, and let's say in this market in some areas, let's say you buy a really nice home in Stonebridge, but you're in a bidding war and you overpay. Is there a chance you're going to get exactly what you paid for or more? Maybe you'll get the same amount, but you're not going to get any more. Then you have to put in the realtor fees. You got to put in the closing costs, everything that then takes away from the bottom line. And you actually may have lost money, right? right. And so the way that I tell to a lot of the clients that I speak to is that buying a home is most likely the biggest investment that you're going to make, Right. It's almost the equivalent of two, three, sometimes even five cars, right? Um, so it's not something that you want to rush into and you want to make sure that everything that you want to get, you can afford. And it's something that is not only going to make you happy today, but is going to make you happy in the years to come, right? Because again, you're buying a home. You're not buying something that a shirt that if it rips, you'll just go buy a different one. Right. Uh, a home is very much like a ship. If you buy a good one, it'll carry you through many waters. But if you buy one with a hole in the side, it's going to drag you down financially very quickly. And I really like your, your overview, Alvi, that if you focus too much on, I need to fit it into a certain timeline or a season, if you will, um, you're maybe focusing on the wrong thing. You need to be ready financially um, even mentally to, to get into a property. And that's a much more important thing to focus on. But if we did want to touch on maybe some of the pros and cons of the different seasons, and especially in Saskatchewan, where we can get to minus 40 in January and February, uh, let's talk about some of that stuff. Uh, if, we, if we were to talk about winter, for, ex uh, for example, say, what would be a pro and a con of moving during the winter? Yeah, the winter is actually a very interesting time in the Saskatchewan real estate market, right? Uh, for me, I'm very big in digital marketing. Um, that's what my MBA was really around. So I studied a lot of trends in terms of marketing online, right? How many clicks and the activities in the market. And if you actually take November to January, the activity in the market drops significantly from people looking to list, but also for people that are looking for real real estate agent services or just listings in general, right? So from November to January, that's where a little bit of a lull comes in in Saskatchewan where the market activity decreases to maybe 20 to 25% of what you'd see in the peak season. Now that can be a con, but it could also be a pro, right? And so if you look at it from one perspective, the negative is that you probably don't have the same amount of inventory to choose from as a buyer. And as a seller, you don't have the same amount of buyers looking for property. But as a, as a seller of real estate, you never know when the right buyer is going to be looking for your property. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be in three months time. And as an agent, I think it's really important that you educate sellers and let them know and build realistic expectations, right? So if I was listing a home in November, 
the timeline that I would place for the home is going to differ than if it was in the peak season, like the spring or the summer, right? The expectations of how many offers you may see or what you're probably going to see in terms of uh, bidding warrants changes because if you have three people looking at your property compared to 13 people um, on the same day, it, it changes the dynamics, right? So as a seller, being educated and knowing what to expect makes a huge difference because again, there's no, there's nothing bad about listing in the wintertime because you never know. You could still sell it in the day because that one person that's actually looking for your property could be looking in November. Right. right. And if your property matches their specific needs and, you know, because there's not as many listings, uh, to, to your point, it might be a great time to list. Exactly. And now as a buyer, uh, a lot of people prefer it because there's a little bit less stress. Right. One of the challenges that you're going to find this in the spring or the peak season of the spring going into the summer is that you have a lot of open for offers or bidding wars, especially that you've seen in the last couple of years. Now, for me, what's difficult in that is that I'm showing a home and I'm asking somebody to make a decision within an hour or two and to be ready to make a five hundred thousand dollar decision like that. That's tough. Right, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. Um, now, when there's less competition and you have a couple hours or even a day to think about it, it takes a little bit of that stress or that pressure off. Right? Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing wrong with having to make a decision within an hour and two and then trying to bid out somebody else. That's that's just the reality of the market. But some people are just not made to make decisions like that. That is just something that is not in their nature so for them as a buyer if they want to look at less inventory and have a less stressful situation and maybe have a little bit more time the winter is a great time even the end of the fall right it just gives you more time in the process and it allows you to just take a breather right for me that's the main thing that i want anyone that's going to buy a home or sell a home it's like don't rush into it because again, like we said, it's probably the biggest investment you're going to make. Um, so make sure you make an educated decision that's best for you, your family, and your and your goals that you have set out. Um, so a lot of people think, ah, you know, I don't want to list my house. It's the winter time. I don't want to move in the winter. Moving isn't fun in the summer either. It takes a lot of work. There's a little bit more work that needs to be done in the winter time, obviously. Um, but again, if it makes sense for you and and you're in the place where it's the time to sell is September, October, November. Why not? Right. And if your house or you have a condo that might not sell right away, you have to give yourself months um, because if it's a harder sell property and there's not that many buyers out there, are you willing to waste three months not having your property on the market? Because, again, like I said, that buyer may be looking in October or it may be April, but you never know. And even different market dynamics will play into this as well, Alvi. Saskatoon, Regina, uh, being university and uh, you know college towns, there is a market for condos. Um, you know, it, 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 could we say anything about when you might want to list a different style of property depending on the season? Yeah, and that's a great outlook right and then and, and there is a lot of we'll say parents that are looking to buy a condo or a townhouse or a home for their uh, child going to university right the thing that has changed recently is COVID and how that's changed the educational system 
right? A lot of the classes are done online. So do you actually have to move to Saskatoon to attend the University of Saskatchewan? You could probably get away with it and not really have to attend that much. So does it make sense for you to buy a home or even rent, right? So the dynamics of the market where the answer three years ago would have been like, yeah, definitely. You don't want to miss the the fall season to sell because somebody's going to be looking to buy for their uh, kids when they're going to university. That's probably not as big as a decision maker now or a factor that, that affects the market as much as it did before COVID um, because of the way that schooling's done. Mm. I could enroll in classes right now and I could probably get a full degree and not even have to set foot on campus anymore. And for me, you know what? That'd be ideal. I did 90% of my classes online when it was possible back 10 years ago or 12 years ago, whenever it was. Give me the opportunity now, I'll take it. And more and more kids will do that, right? So if you think about it, there's really no good time to list as of uh, more than when you're ready. Um, so I'll use the example of my condo. Beautiful condo, brand new, and um, there wasn't any competition on the market. And I had no intentions of actually moving anytime soon. I was just more geared on making sure that I got the right price. So in my mind with this condo, even though it was good and a good price point, it was probably going to take about six to nine months to sell, right? That's just the reality if I wanted to potentially get the price that I wanted. If I was willing to lose a little bit of money and price it lower than the competition that was on the market in the nearby area, I could probably sell it faster uh, because there's always somebody who's going to like try to bargain a deal off you, right? Once I listed my condo, it happened that the identical condo in our building also went on the market, right? And so we're in April, no offers, very few showings, and this is supposed to be the peak season, um, nothing. And then the other condo sells in May. And what it sold for was probably $15,000 less than what I was willing to accept because they, they took a low offer and they also threw in furniture, right? And that's information that the general public doesn't get to know and see, and that's where the value of a real estate agent comes into play. So I sat there and I talked to my wife and I'm like, you know what? We're in no rush. We want to build the house. We want to find a house, uh, potentially if we have kids. Um, but if we move today, what are we going to do? So let's just be patient. We'll see what happens. Then September came around and there was a buyer and they made us a, a pretty low offer. But I had a little bit of the power because there's no other unit like mine on the market where I got the price that I wanted. Right. So. Technically, it took about seven months. And if I didn't list the condo in the spring and waited for, let's say, the fall, I may have missed that one buyer that came in September. The other thing that could happen was that, let's say, the other gentleman didn't list their condo. I would have missed another option, right? So for for me, as a seller, it cost me zero dollars to list my property, cost me nothing, right? right? I only pay until the property sold if I'm using a real estate agent. If I'm using another service um, where they charge me for the marketing and everything up front, maybe I'm paying about $5,000 on average to do that, right? But if I'm using an agent, I'm, it costs me nothing. So why not? Why not list it? Why not take that chance? If you know you're gonna sell and you're gonna sell a condo, why not give yourself the maximum amount of time to be on the market to hopefully find that buyer? 
Now, if you're selling a home that's in high demand, you have to have a totally different perspective, right? So for example, a home in Stonebridge, a nice, relatively new home built in the late 2010s, around that range. That's going to sell in a day. It's going to sell in a week. It all depends on what you price it, but that thing's going to go pretty quick. And most people are going to want possession within a month, the latest six weeks. So your outlook on what you need to do changes, right? Where are you going to move to? What's the next step? You need to prepare for all these things. And if you're expecting your house to sell in a day, well, that doesn't always happen. But you also need to be prepared that your house is most likely going to sell within a month, if not two. But it all depends on how it's priced and the strategy and how it's marketed. But on average, I'd say two months for uh, a very nice house in a desirable neighborhood is even on the high end, right? And then when you look at other uh, pockets of the market, luxury, luxury homes vary. Some will sell right away and some are going to take months or even a year or even two years because the higher the price point is of the home, the less and less buyers there are. And if I had $2 million to spend and I had the option to build, there's a good chance I'll probably build before I buy a house that's not perfect, right? That's kind of the funny thing about uh, having a very nice property is that usually it's very customizable because if you're going to spend a million, two million, two million dollars on a property, you want something that you like, but your taste does not necessarily translate into somebody else's. Exactly. That's a hundred percent true. And so then let's say I did own a $2 million home. Well, what do I do? Just wait to list it in the spring. You invite your friend Ron over first (laughs) and and then you list it. (laughs) Yeah. But if you think about it, it's like, do I wait till the spring to list it? I wouldn't. I would list it as soon as possible because, again, let's say there's somebody from out of town, out of province that needs to buy a home and they need to move to. uh, They got a new job and they move within the next two months. Hmm. That could be your buyer, right? Great. But if you don't if you don't catch that buyer who's moving to Saskatoon and they take another option, well, how often is a $2 million buyer around? Not as often as people think, right? Um, so it's all about understanding the different pockets of the market to really know when and the most likely chance that your home's gonna sell, right? The one thing that I hate the most, and it's so generic and cliche, is that the market's hot. Well, what does that mean, right? There's different pockets of the market that are very hot and there's other pockets that aren't. And so your decision making in terms of buying, selling or even listing have to be relevant to the type of product you're selling. Um, So a condo compared to a brand new home, right? They're going to vary drastically, but it also needs to coincide with your goals. So for me, if I own a nice condo, I have two choices. I have to see what the market average is and and what it's going to likely sell at. And if I want to take a risk and overprice it, I have to be prepared that it's probably not going to sell anytime soon. And eventually I'm probably going to take a little bit of a hit and have to drop the price. On the other side of the spectrum is, well, I'm just going to price this as cheap as possible to sell it right away. And I'm willing to take that hit. Or what I think is the best idea is make sure you price it competitively and give yourself enough time to know that it's probably not going to sell in a month. Maybe it will. 
but it's probably going to take about six, seven months, depending on the location of the condo and the type of demand and what's being built around it. Awesome. Great points, Alvi. I think that's a really great way to think about it, as opposed to breaking it down that spring is a hot market, summer is the time to sell, fall is going to cool off, and winter is not the time to buy or sell. I think having that big holistic view that there are a lot of different factors that go into these decisions, buyers and sellers. So excellent points all around. Before we get to your contact info, Alvi, I'd like to ask everyone this question. If you could go back and give a young Alvi some advice, what would that advice be? Yeah, if I could uh, talk to young Alvi, um, I'd give him a lot of advice. Um, but in terms of real estate advice, I would really I had a very poor experience when I bought my first condo, um, almost to the point that my wife and I kind of regretted the process and how it went down and what happened afterwards. Um, we didn't do our research enough to find the right person that matched us as a couple, right? Every person's completely unique, um, the way they communi communicate, the type of information they need, um, and how to deal with situations. Right. So I would go back and I would actually spend a bit more time researching the person that I got to help me, not only with my mortgage, uh, but also with my real estate. I need to find someone that clicks for myself and my wife uh, because it's a very significant process. Right. Um, I think that for me was one of the biggest things that I learned. Um, because again, the way that I run my business may not work for. Sally or Bob, but I might be the perfect fit for Dan and, and Debbie. Um, and it all depends because, again, this is such a big decision that you're going to make in your life that I would surround myself with people that I felt gave me the best information and understood what I wanted to achieve. Right. If I, I, I had the misfortune of having somebody rush me, that I felt like I was almost like a paycheck to them, that then when the problems came up afterwards that they should have known, there was no customer service, there was no support, right? There was no understanding. I was a deal to them. And again, some people are okay with that because they just care about buying this condo and flipping it and they don't care. Um, but for me, I, it's more about the experience and the people that you deal with, right? So whether it's a condo or a townhouse or a home, to someone, that is the most important thing they're going to buy. And finding people to support them and help them and communicate with them is what's going to make it so much better. Uh, a lot of the times when people come to me, um, they tell me, oh, I wish I would have met you sooner. It's like, well... What you don't realize is in this industry is that you actually have a choice to pick whoever you want to do business with, whether it's a mortgage guy or a real estate agent. Very, very, people are very different and they offer different skill sets, a lot of different information. And it's like if you go to the doctor, right? If you had a, a, something seriously wrong with your brain, do you just go to the general doctor, the GP, or do you go see the specialist, right? And that's that's the thing is, in, in these markets, find somebody that specializes in what you want uh, or can specialize in communicating with you the way that you want or your expectations. And then the whole process is gonna be a lot more successful that when you look back at it, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm happy. Um, things are gonna happen with your home, whether it's the plumbing breaks or something. But everything that you can control and get help with, man, that was 
that was what I needed. And that's the the lesson I teach myself. And that's really the, the main reason why I got into the sales uh, role for real estate. Um, because I looked at my experience and I, and I thought, okay, if I could be different, I think that would help young Alvi. And there's probably 50 young Alvies out there uh, that would mesh with me and probably 30 other people that just wouldn't right and that's that's the main thing that people just need to learn and decide and and take that chance to talk to multiple people to figure out who's the best fit for them right finding someone who fits on the relationship side as opposed to the transaction side so i i really like that point and i think it's a great note that there will be people who you work really well with and there will be people who you work not really well with and, and finding a personality and a work style that suits you and, and fits your real estate needs is incredibly important. And with that, Alvi, we'll finish off with uh, where can people find you, social media, contact information? Uh, what's the best way to get to, in touch with Mr. Campos? Absolutely. So I'm, uh, I'm very tech friendly. So uh, text, I have no problem with any time of the day. I'm always on my phone. Um, so my website is lvcamposrealestate.com. Uh, has all my contact information, has some clips and information of how I run my business and the things that I do. Um, one of my main hobbies is editing and droning properties. And that's one of the services that I actually personally do and edit for any clients that list. Uh, and you can find that all on my website along with my contact information. Um, and then, yeah, I have email, text, or even phone call. I, I work, like we were talking about, if somebody texts me, I'm going to reply via text. Right. I, I want to speak your language uh, of communicating and whatever way feels more comfortable to you and you want to reach out. I'm definitely here to uh, help you out or even just answer questions that you may have. Awesome. Thanks so much for your expertise on this, Alvi. I really appreciate your your time on this. So thanks so much for coming out. No problem, Ron. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you liked it and found it informative, do me a favor and hit the like and subscribe button. If you're looking for more information on Saskatchewan real estate or qualifying for a mortgage, check out my social channels below. Until next week, I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. Bye for now.